0: Hello, you're listening to the Rayfield Letters. My name is Gabriel Dantes, and today we're going to be doing something different again. Uh, today I'm going to be interviewing a guest speaker named uh, Elizabeth Stevens. Say hi, Elizabeth.
1: Hey, everybody. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, so I'm I'm pretty excited about this. Uh, so last time we we kind of we discussed uh, the cell phone with my friend Jeremy Kiong and so today we're going to be t- discussing the body. Uh, and specifically, so the letter that we're discussing is the music of the body. So uh, uh, that, that there's kind of a rhythm in the body and, and that there's a, uh, a a wholeness that we're all seeking towards, right? Um, no matter where you are in, in your faith, or even if you're you're not part of the faith, a lot of people instinctively realize this, that, they, that we need this. And all the much more for Christians, because we believe that we're embodied people and we believe in a god who became man became entered into a body became a body almost you know as, because he became man so anyway so we're we're gonna dive into this um but uh yeah first go ahead and sa- say hi to everyone um so
1: a little bit about myself really. yeah
0: yeah so, so tell uh so Elizabeth, yeah tell tell our audience a little bit about you so uh so what do you do uh, where are you from
1: all right, so I uh, grew up pretty much in Central Florida um, or Tampa Bay, really, but I live now in Central Florida, um, and I um, am a coordinator of youth faith formation for my parish um, here in Central Florida. Uh, so I work with children and families, preschool through 12th grade, um, and I also help um, children and teens preparing for their sacraments. As well as vacation Bible school and other duties, sometimes not otherwise specified, right? That's (laughs) the life of being a parish, um, being in the parish role. Um, But I also um, am a certified independent health coach, um, which allows me to minister in a totally different capacity, um, which has allowed me to find health in my own body, um, but then has allowed me to create health with others um and so you know between my my job as a coordinator of faith formation and then as a health coach i feel like i get to really serve people in both physical emotional spiritual um realms so yeah yeah
0: yeah yeah i thought that was uh particularly uh intriguing about you that, that you have this um i guess kind of aspects you have an understanding of the human person from different aspects and so uh, I wanted to certainly hear your thoughts on, on, you know, this letter and um, yeah. So for, for the audience, so how it's, it's kind of funny, but I, w- I want to hear your, what you, your perspective on it. Uh, how, how did we meet, you know? Um,
1: yeah, we met through the world wide web, you know? Yeah, sure. um, <laughs> so, I, mean, I, um you know, part of, part of my, you know, um my, I feel like part of me as a human being and I think part of just humanity in general is connecting with others. Um, And so I, I was, I was kind of Facebook creeping, I guess, you know, on different people that, you know, were, you know, had similar interests and values and beliefs and came across your profile. And I was like, Oh, this guy seems like he does like some pretty cool work. You know, he's Catholic. I'm Catholic. And, um, and I, I was like, I'm just going to add them as a little friend and see where things go. And then, heck, you and I started chat- chatting, and then before long, you're like, hey, I think I actually might be able to, you know, have something that you might be of interest in. And I was, like, totally interested because I was really enjoying listening to your Rafael letters. So it was yeah. a really cool kind of happening.
0: So, so were you listening to the Rafael letters first and then – and then heard about me no or...
1: I oh, hadn't okay. I had not now I had when I so I, I think what happened was I added you on Facebook but then like it, before like I really knew who you were there was like a suggestion of like so you know how Facebook oh, yeah. knows everything right yeah
0: it's like and then they yeah. were like
1: oh are you have you heard of this and I was like no I haven't <laughs> you know yeah. so, so then I started yeah like so like,
0: many of those yeah
1: Yeah. So I was kind of suggested to check it out. And then when you had mentioned it to me, I was like, oh, yeah, this is something I've actually started checking out. So,
0: yeah. Yeah. So. So, yeah. So I guess we found about that. And then you asked me about one of the letters that I had. And, uh, yeah, that's that's how I first even, you know, really noticed your profile at all uh, on Facebook and and, uh, and I was like, oh yeah, she's a DRE and, yeah, and you know, health coach and everything on like that. Maybe she might have some insight on this, but, um, yeah, yeah. So.
1: I'm no pro, but I, I definitely have experiences. That's for sure.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, so tell us, uh, just a little bit more about you then. So what's, what's the thing that's really bringing you some excitement in your life right now? You know,
1: honestly, um, the biggest thing that brings me excitement is family, Um, and I, um, I love being able to see my family, um, being able to spend time with my family. Um, I, I lived far away from family for many, many years. Um, and so I'm very fortunate that I'm within like an hour or two hours of my family. Um, so I have two nieces, um, and, um, one is, happens to be my goddaughter, which is, you know, of course, like extra, extra special. Um, but it's, it's family that really brings me joy. Um, you know, I, I'm, I feel very called, um, as, you know, as a mother, you know, spiritual or biological, you know, I'm not really sure where the Lord is calling me. Um, but I mean, yeah, I guess, I I mean, I know where I feel called, but at the same time, I'm very open to a lot of things as you and I, you know, we talked, um, but I, um, I really love that sense of motherhood that comes from being an aunt, you know, and really being able to spend time with my nieces, um, and and sharing the faith with them or just loving them, you know, um, yeah. So family is probably the the biggest thing that brings me the most excitement.
0: Nice, yeah, that's awesome. I'm 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 jealous. I'm, I've been away from my nieces. I have like three nieces. who are in Jersey, and I've been on in California for several years now and I haven't really been able to see them so um, I'm going to be seeing them in like a month or two and I'm actually super excited about that
1: oh that's awesome
0: (laughs) it's important yeah yeah Yeah,
1: family is everything
0: so um, uh, so uh, what's your favorite angel and why
1: yeah, so I know that Jeremy totally dissed um, Saint Michael on your last interview, but Jeremy, if you're listening, um, or anybody that's listening, um, honestly, Saint Michael, um, it's interesting because Saint Michael, I definitely have gone to um, because in the battles, I feel like he just really, he just he proves how powerful and how mighty. You know the strength of like prayer and just like surrender, right? But it's interesting because I've done a lot more research on. I didn't really know much about Saint Raphael, you know. So like, uh, or the Angel Raphael. So like, I, I, I didn't, I didn't really know really much about him until I heard. You know, Jeremy was talking about him a lot, and then I had done a little bit of research. But I just came across a really beautiful healing prayer for for Raphael so like I I was like wow this is like kind of a nice juxtaposition you know between Saint Michael and Raphael like these two saints um, oh. but for, but really Saint Michael honestly I you know just you know Saint Michael you know it's just like defend us in battle you know it really is just it's just it's a great prayer of protection you know um, and when I ever when I'm feeling stressed or I'm feeling overwhelmed or like even this past week you know you and I've chatted like in those moments where things have been really tough, I pray that prayer it's like it just it lifts you know it takes some of that bat that battle that I feel like I'm carrying alone and I feel like I've got shield and an armor you know of mm. protection. So, yeah, I, I love St. Michael. I know that he's, like, the most common one, but I have, like, a personal connection, so.
0: because <laughs> he's so cool. But yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. So, uh, and it last one, if, if you could ask your guardian angel one question, what would it be?
1: Yeah, so I feel, you know, honestly, like, um, I feel like I hear God speaking to me a lot. You know, um, but like I probably would ask my guardian angel why I don't hear or feel him or her. You know, more like maybe maybe he or she speaks to God or through God. You know, I don't know, but like, um, but it's interesting. You, you know, like even actually just thinking about like that question, like being you're asking me that question tonight. So a couple of years ago, um. I was in church, and it was—I um, hope it's okay if I share a little story real quick. Sure. Um, yeah. Let's okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So— um, It was about your so was, angel, yeah. Yeah, it might be about my guardian angel. I don't know. It could be. Um, so actually, it's—that's it, probably what it is. But I—so um, I was at Mass. It was the consecration, and at the consecration— um, I would I heard a very clear voice um, calling me to veil you know to wear to wear a veil which I was like I turned around I thought somebody was like talking to me and I was like, wow, this is a really disruptive distracting moment like I'm supposed to be like deeply devoted and in, in prayer right and and, mm-hmm. um, and so I kind of dis- just I kind of like blew it off like turned around I was like somebody's talking to me you know huh. long story short. Yeah, uh, they the the voice very clearly asked us or said a second time, but this time called me by name. They were like Elizabeth, you need to veil, and I was so troubled by it because I, I turned around again. I was like, who the heck is talking to me? Like I, it, I must have looked, I must have looked so nuts, you know, in mass, literally in this really serious moment of mass, you know. And I felt so, I'm um, like, I kept saying like, Lord, I'm so sorry that I'm so distracted, you know, but like, I, um, I said, okay, okay, okay. I hear you, but like, like, let me get back to, to math, you know, it's kind of important, you know? And, um, but then it was a third time, Elizabeth, long pause, you need to veil. And I didn't really understand what that all meant but it was a feminine voice, very clear as day. Hmm. Uh, I've never heard that voice ever before. So Hmm. that was a very, um, a very real, very like, um, kind of raw moment. Um, And so I went to communion, you know, I I went back to pray and I happened to glance up and a woman walks by me. I'm in the front row, never seen her before. I've never seen her since. And like, her she had the most beautiful veil on it was white and like i don't know like who she is i didn't see her after mass nothing so whether i actually saw someone or you know she was there was a person there but it was like this just beautiful quick like perfect timing that i happened to look up and like see like a visual of like Mm -hmm. someone was trying to convey to me like and something very powerful so Mm -hmm. I went home and I did a lot of praying and discerning on like why veil, why now, why me, my you know, why am I how am I worthy enough to do this and really looking at the significance behind it. And really the veil, you know, if if you're not familiar with the veil, the veil is you know a way to, you know, kind of center yourself, focus yourself towards Christ, you mm. know, kind of very much mm. like when a horse is in a field and they put blinders on the horse you know, in a race or something, it's so that they're not distracted. So hmm. in essence, you know, wearing a veil, you know, back in the day, it was for modesty, right. To protect, you know, to, to, to show your like um, yeah. your humility and your, you know, your, your low, you know, lowness surrender, you know, but like it really is a, a, a surrender and a focus as well. Hmm you know, to really orient yourself to, to Christ, which as yeah. soon as I read that, I was like, well, that was not coincidental timing. Then hmm. that was all happening during the consecration. Right. Because like, that was like literally highlight. Hello. Jesus is the focus, you know, that mm. it was it, it right during that time. So uh, a couple That's of months really later, cool. Yeah, so a couple of months later a couple of the kids were asking me, "Well, Miss Liz, you know, why are you why are you what what is that thing that you're wearing on your head?" And I so I took the opportunity to kind of share a little brief story about it. And one of the little kids raised their hands and you you know, little kids have the most beautiful, innocent, you know, they're just so sweet. And this little second grader was like, "Miss Liz, do you think it was your guardian angel that was talking to you?" And it's so funny because like I've not ever really thought about it really since then, mm-hmm. but I very well could have been my guardian angel. But you know, going back to that question, I've never heard that voice since. So it's 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 interesting. Like I yeah. don't know.
0: Yeah, yeah. So uh, I'm so for a couple things. One, I think I think it's so easy to distinguish between like the, the the demonic voice that's with that, that that we hear and and God's voice because. Yeah that one is so dramatically opposed to god's voice god is affirming god is loving right. he's merciful he he doesn't he doesn't shame us he he loves us and he encourages us he he's still like he were convicted in something wrong there have been a couple of times in prayer where uh, where he, he in a very loving way he was like <laughs> that's for, no no yeah and and but it, i didn't feel shame i felt guilt and i felt freedom in that um mm-hmm. and the opposite is with with you know when, when i hear you know, sometimes uh, you know, and, and there's the difficulty, sometimes it's our own thoughts. Sure. It's hard hard to always tell, but uh but yeah, sometimes it's these intense bits of shame where it's like, mm-hmm. well, where's that coming from? Yeah. And and we're gonna talk about shame later because that's that's part of, you know, the body and everything. It's part of the struggle. But the yeah, so I think I think it's difficult. To know like what came from our guardian angel because our guardian angel and God are like that, you know what I mean like yeah. like the guardian angel is perfectly working with God's will so yeah, yeah. he's supposed to be invisible like not just literally but like like he you're supposed to hear Christ he, he's kind of right. like a like always pointing to Christ as it were you know like this is what Christ is saying and trying to like illuminate that you know yeah. so. Yeah. That's, that's, that story's amazing though. That's, that's, that's beautiful. Thank Uh, you. Yeah. It definitely
1: shook me to my core. And that was, that was a very big turning point in my faith um, and in my spiritual journey, um, which is kind of, you know, going into like, what we were, you know, we're talking about tonight, you know, mind and body and spirit and all of those things, because it was really in that moment that I felt a deeper sense of calling to Christ and to my faith and, a deeper awareness and connection to the inner workings, you know, from inside yeah. and out. So, yeah,
0: yeah, sure, sure. So, uh, yeah, and the kind of, kind of the cool thing about that story too, you know, you're obviously talking about the, you know, veiling the body. And that's kind of what we're talking about here, which is, mm-hmm. you know, so. I think a little bit appropriate because first of all, I never thought about that. Like you're like, it's kind of like those horse things, which is, crazy. <laughs> like I never thought like, especially because as a man, like I've never had the opportunity and I probably won't because, uh, but I kind of wish I I like, I kind of wish that was a thing now because I'm like, yeah, I get distracted, you know? Yeah. Uh, but it definitely yeah. Is. <laughs> yeah. 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 But, but obviously another deeper truth for those who don't understand is that part of it is, like, the symbolism there is the fact that, you know, we're covering ourselves, not, not because we, like, think we're we, like, you know.
1: shame, or, yeah.
0: Yeah, but because, like, we're beautiful, right? Like, that's the, Mm -hmm. we're covering ourselves up because we're so good, but we want to focus, we don't want people to be distracted by our beauty, but by Mm -hmm. beauty that's
1: up there. It's like that whole, Lord, I am not worthy to receive, you know, that you should enter under my roof, that whole, like, you know, that whole, like, it's like, I, I, I am worthy, but, like, you know, like I need to cover myself to receive you, you know, it's that whole, like that humility and humble, you know, honor.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, okay. So lastly, um, so why, why is this topic important to you?
1: Yeah. So I, I genuinely know that from my own personal life um, that in order for me to we get to heaven, right? That's every. I think most people's goal is eternal life, right? I mean, that's my goal. At least I don't know about you. That's my goal. Um, is eternal life with with God the Father. Um, and you know, if I'm going to get there, then I need to be in relationship with Him so that I can follow His will. And the only way that I can be in relationship with Him and to follow His will is if I am showing up as the daughter of God that he intended and created me to be in his image, right? And so if I, if I don't take care of my body, if I don't do what I need to do to honor the temple, the tabernacle that he created for me to be a vessel for his will, right? To whatever extent that is, then getting... I I still hopefully will get to heaven, right? Because we're not going to be perfect. None of us are perfect, right? Like there's only one perfect human being and that was Jesus, right? So like I come come back down a few notches, but like, you know, if I'm going to get to heaven, like my goal, I need to orient myself towards the father and I need to, you know, do everything I can to constantly lay down my life and surrender daily to like what it is that he's calling me to. But again, I can't, I can't hear his voice and I can't recognize what that thing is if I'm not taking care of the physical aspects Mm -hmm. of who I am because every time that I have you know, not taking care of myself physically, you know, um, and, and I've said, okay, well, it's been a stressful week, or, you know, I can, you know, I've, I've I've lost, I've lost a loved one, or whatever the situation may be, or I'm super sick, I'm just gonna eat whatever I want, you know, like, whenever I've done that, or heck, up until about six years ago, I was very, very overweight, you know, myself, and like, I used food for numbing and for comfort versus turning towards Christ, right? Like tor- turning towards prayer and like finding good sources of comfort. Mm. And like mm. the because of the food and the food addiction and like the the you know the the harm that I guess I caused I, I, I caused to my physical self, I became almost focused more on me than on the other, right? Because it was Mm -hmm. like, you know, Mm -hmm. like, so when I was talking with people, instead of wanting to get to know you, for instance, right? Like, so instead of being 100% present to this conversation, I might have five, six years ago, if you had asked me to do this Zoom call, um, you know, or whatever we're calling, whatever this thing is called, you know, you know, it would be a, you know, um, I'd answer questions, but i would be thinking what are they thinking of me do they think that i look a certain way am i am i do i look overweight do i look that you know whatever because i was in a very selfish very um low self esteem place because i was so focused on that versus really allowing my body to become healthy so that i can orient myself towards god the father which allows it to work in tandem
0: yeah yeah that makes sense yeah 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 our body is really important in that so um yeah yeah so so let's dive into the letter a bit we've been kind of talking about a lot of things so so what was there something from the letter that that really stood out to you i'm just gonna i'm just gonna start there
1: yeah okay so i i could relate to a lot of it um personally just because food is Comfort, right? That definitely um, hit the nail ice on the head. Ice cream
0: is totally my weakness, which is probably why it was used as an example in the <laughs> Ice
1: cream, there's the ice cream is pretty darn good. Pizza is my favorite food, so like mm. I love pizza. I'm a connoisseur
0: um, of pizza. Um, yeah. My dad actually used to own a pizzeria, so like I, I have like a, a very high standard for. for oh,
1: pizza. <laughs> I bet you do. Yeah, I can only imagine that you do. Um, But I really, I really related to, it was kind of towards the end of the letter, um, you know, really tying in um, the whole idea of the music, right, of the body, um, mm-hmm. because I really, I really liked the analogy of, of how you know god really is this like conductor you know he is like conducting this symphony right like i am the masterpiece that he is creating you know and like to be yeah. fine to fine tune it you know there's so many different things that we have to fine tune in our life i'm a violinist so like I know what. Tuning, yeah so tuning a violin you know or I getting the fine in- intricacies you know as the farther you go up the neck of the violin like it, it's very, very intricate, right? So, you know, to to be able to have your body completely working in synchrony, right? That's, that's one thing. But then to be able to surrender that and allow God to kind of drive that, you know, conduct it, you know, all the things so that you can literally go out and be part of a bigger symphony, right? Because that's the mm. goal, right? Like, so like, I'm kind of like the violin of, the world right like and you know you could be the tuba or whatever instrument you would want to be but you know, know I, mean. <laughs> I don't know i just totally classified you as a tuba player but i don't even know if you play an instrument um maybe, i think i
0: have a guitar Where, where's my okay. guitar
1: yeah. right there ah there's your guitar okay perfect um so but yeah i really i really related to that i'm a very visual person um and i love music so um but i could i could totally relate to yeah i could totally relate to that
0: yeah those are some cool insights i it's funny i just kind of use the analogy it it seemed like it really fit but but yeah it uh yeah yeah that's um yeah there's Yeah, I can see how it would kind of like dive into a lot of different aspects too, of like how yeah how you're going to be in sync with other people and such, which is and and be and how God can use that. That's crazy. Right. Yeah. Um. So what's what's something you think you're more spiritually aware of after having read the letter?
1: Um. For me personally, I. I think I am just more aware of rest and the need to take care of myself, which was discussed in a previous letter. I think was that letter 12?
0: I don't remember what letter it was.
1: Yeah. Something like that. It was a while ago. Um, But um, that the letter that you that um, that was written for um, rest, it that resonated with me, but it came back up in this, in this letter, you know, and um, it really identified with that because I do tend to give myself a lot to others. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's just a product. (laughs) That's just a product of my nature. I think, you know, I love to help other people and I, I'm slowly learning. I'm a slow learner and I'm a recovering perfectionist. So if anybody out there is listening, just, you know, raise your hand, you know, Um, but I am a slow slow learner, recovering perfectionist food addict, right here. Yeah. um, And I, um, I have learned that I really can't, I can't help other people if I don't take time to help myself. Um, And so I've really had to learn how to like leave work and like come back to it later, you know, or to, um, to recognize that like, although I may want comfort food, right? Like that may not be the thing that actually brings me comfort you know, so yeah. like even even this past week, um, because I've been going through a lot, um, I te- I texted my own personal health coach because every co every client coach has their own coach, right? So like I have my own accountability. But okay. like I was texting texting her and I told her, I said, you know, I I really want pizza tonight, you know, like I really want like greasy. Well, I, I didn't give her the descriptor words, but I was really wanting that, like, ooey-gooey, cheesy, greasy pizza, okay? Yeah. And, like, I, I really wanted it. I wanted, like, a whole pizza, like...
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Right? Yeah. Like, the whole thing. Yeah. And, um, because back in the day, I, like I'm telling you, I, I was a... I'm a food addict, a recovering food addict, so I, I could eat a lot of food, but, um... When I was texting her, it was also in that same message that I told her. I was like, I want it, but I know it's not what I need.
0: Mm. You know what
1: I mean? And so, like. Yeah.
0: Isn't, that, isn't that funny? Like, how, how, like, yeah, there's, like, two parts of us. Like, one, like, just obviously really wants the thing. And the other, like, we, we, we know, like, deep down, like, this is not going to make me happy. Correct.
1: Yeah. yeah, and so I had to like, so and and it's taken, it's probably taken me five years to get to that point. Because before it was like, impulse control, I want it, I'm, it's going to satisfy me, but then I'd have it. And then of course, I would physically feel sick, right? Probably sleep horrible. So because of the fat and the grease and the carbs and everything else. Yeah. And then like, of course, and then then I'm going to wake up the next day and be like, well, I blew it. I might as well blow the rest of the weekend or blow the rest of the day or today or eat the rest of the pizza if I didn't eat it the night before or whatever, you know, and then it just puts into a tailspin because now there's that shame, right? Because Uh not guilt, right? Because I don't feel guilty for eating because I enjoyed that pizza. But the shame that comes from the consequences, right? Like the shame that is being put on me because Mm -hmm. it's because that's the evil one, right? The evil one wants me to feel shame for like doing something that harmed me that did not do good, right? Because then what happens, I'm going to want to do more of the thing because I'm going to want to, I want to try to fix that, right? So I'm going to find more things to pleasure myself or to comfort me, you know, in whatever way that could be, which is why addictions or mind and body are so interconnected, you know? And so for me, like, I texted her she was like well can you make a healthier option and i was like i'm not in a place to want to cook tonight so like i actually totally scratched the whole pizza idea and ended up making like um chipotle shrimp salad like i had a salad and i threw grilled shrimp on top right like nice. so i mean it's you know it it wasn't a pizza but it it fueled my body it satisfied the hunger Right. And like it was easy. So it was comforting in the sense that it didn't take a lot of brain energy to have to prepare the meal. And so it's really allowing me to be more aware. So,
0: yeah, yeah, that's that's fantastic. Yeah. Sometimes it's the it's it's a struggle to 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 know. Um, Yeah. Yeah. To to. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. To, to make those right choices. Like I, I'm just like, I'm really looking forward to tomorrow. I'm just finishing up with a, uh, like a 30 day, like detox cleanse. Nice. Oh and yeah. I remember about that. Yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, so tomorrow I'm, I'm finishing up, but last week I was totally feeling the exact same thing I, I wanted and I'm not allowed to have any alcohol too. And so, and, and, you know, I like to have in moderation, just really enjoy it. But I really, I really wanted a huge, and and like no red meat too. I was like, it's a Mm -hmm. weird diet, but like, I really just wanted a huge thing of steak and like a scotch and like, you know, and, and, and like, oh my gosh. it uh, it was, it was hard. It was hard. And Yeah. yeah. And when
1: I, when, when you, when you get to those places, like, as I know for me, like one of the things that I've learned is like to really go to that place and try to search deep within myself. Like, why do I want that thing? Where is that feeling coming from? Like what What? is driving that craving? Because a lot of times it's an emotional, it's an emotional Mm. need. Mm. Right. And like a lot of, most of the time we crave whatever we're craving. I mean, there's so many things that we can crave, right. It doesn't have to be food. Right. Um, but like we crave things that we know aren't going to give us joy, right? Because it's a temporary satisfaction, right? Temporary gratification, right? So like if we can tap into what the real emotional need is and, you know, whatever it was like, you know, for me, I really wanted pizza because I was exhausted. I was mentally overwhelmed. I was stressed and like, five years ago, it was like my brain wanted to jump back to how I would have handled all of that, right? Because when you're in pain, you immediately want to go to numb. You immediately want to go to like mm. just get that get that feeling comforted.
0: Right. Yeah. 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 It's so yeah, like yeah, our bodies are like kind of like crying out in that moment. And we just want to like make it go away. And right. Do you do you think that a lot of people they, they do like that that they They are ignoring those cries of their body and like you know why? I mean, do you think they are?
1: I mean, I I know they are. I mean, I know people do because I I I have you know I I still do. I mean, heck, that's why as Catholics we have you know reconciliation, you know, or we have you know we have other for healing, you know, because we do ignore the cry, you know? We do ignore and we try to satisfy, you know, with things that aren't healthy, you know? Um, And it it pulls us away from what it is we're truly longing for, you know, and what our body truly needs, you know? So a lot of times-
0: Why do you think we ignore that? Maybe you're going into that, sorry.
1: No, that's okay. Um, I I think we ignore it because we as human beings want what's easy. We we crave we crave easy we crave well we live in a society of everything is immediate yeah right? like fast food fast this fast you know whatever and so like if you can't get it you can get it faster someplace else right so yeah. faster internet faster t- you know wife you know Wi-Fi cell phone data whatever you know it's like get it better faster now you know and it's like come on like that's Crazy. Like, I mean, even Amazon Prime has one day or 24 hour, less than 24 hour shipping on some things. And it's like, you know, everything is just so mm. quick. So I think we tend to ignore because we want a need met immediately versus yeah. being able to go, what, like, to be able to stop and be able to, like, kind of challenge it. You know, one of, one of, there's a, there's a, there's a, um, there's a, there's a and I don't know, it's, I don't know what the actual, and it's not really an acronym, um, but there's a, there's a I'm having a brain fart um, and uh, a phrase that I should say that um, we, that I, I use as a coach and it's um, and I didn't create it. So it's not mine, um, but it's stop, challenge and choose, you know? So like the whole mentality is to stop, to stop where you're at, you know, in the moment, you know, what, like, stop stop it before like you go and immediately gravitate to it right so instead of ignoring that feeling or ignoring that cry right let's stop and then like you challenge it so the, where is it coming from why do i feel this way which kind of goes back to like what i was saying you know about like what is the motion behind it you know mm-hmm. what are the if i ignore this if i ignore this pain or if i ignore this this feeling or this high or whatever this cry is like what good comes of it or what harm could come from it, right? Like what what is what are the pros and cons? Really challenging it, but mm-hmm. then like you choose, right? You make a decision. Sometimes the choices we make have good consequences and sometimes they have bad consequences. Sometimes you don't know what is good or bad until you made your choice and then you then can say, okay, next time I'm gonna, I'm now aware, right? So you may have, you may, you may have not ignored the cry completely, but you may not have listened and answered appropriately. But at least you can now go. That cry did not wor- lead to a good consequence, right? So yeah. then you can well, kind of go back and prevent that cycle the, the next time. You what know? would you
0: What would you say to those people who who then like you know fall into like they they just kind of go with their their inclination of, the, of their body, whatever it is, and then. They just are just in a really like, like they they, they're they're getting down on themselves because because of that. Like, what what would you what do you say to those people who who are in that scenario?
1: I mean, I think well, and I and it's I was I was there just this past week. You know, I I was yeah, in a really okay. yeah, I was like in a really dark spot earlier this past week and you know, the next day I was talking with, um, actually my boss, but he's a good friend of mine. And, you know, um, he asked me, he said, did you turn to prayer? You know? And I was like, I knew that God was there. Like I, I, I knew that. And I could feel like the, the words blessed mother coming at me, but like in that, in the moment, like I was ignoring those cries, right? Like I was, I, I could hear the, the cr- like the pain, the, the stress, the the evil one was really deflating me, defeating me, like and and I didn't want to listen, right? So I kept like pushing it away, pushing it away. But I think so many times we we get into that cycle where it's like you feel so defeated, right? Mm-hmm. And like
0: yeah. Yeah, I've it, definitely been there for sure.
1: Yeah. So it's like it's yeah. just easier to sometimes give in. Yeah. Right. To whatever it is, just to get that noise or that pain to stop. Because because the evil one will try to convince us, right? Like, just do this thing. If the pain will stop and then you can worry about the pain later. That's mm. not how that works, right? So, you know, um, praise God, like on, you know, Monday night, like I had support and I had people to help me through. And like this week, I found a lot of support and help and getting the help that I need. But like the, but I could have really, I I really could have ignored those cries, you know, and it could have been a much different scenario. And so it's just very, it's, yeah, that's a very, like that like hits home that question.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's such a struggle because, you know, you like that, that's that, you know, something I wanted to mention before that, that Jesus, you know, when, when he says, you know, be perfect as your heavenly father is perfect. That's, that's something that is, I think a lot of people, they, they've been tempted to a place of perfectionism that I need to be perfect. And that's, that's actually not what he's saying. He's saying to be so it's a bad translation. the The real translate, the best translation is like to be whole, as your heavenly Father is whole. And so, so what is you know what does that mean? You know that 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 this is that, that it's it's a constant that that Jesus is inviting us to that wholeness. He's inviting us to that 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 integrated lifestyle. And it, it sometimes it's a journey, and sometimes it's a you know trip and I broke and shoot I need to either need to go to confession or just need God's grace to like make me whole again to make me you know yeah. stronger and to keep going you know mm-hmm. and yeah yeah this is this is like the life of the Christian you know like sometimes it feels like you know the, the way I don't know like A lot of people just expect that, like, you know, we're supposed to be fine. You know what I mean? Because, like, yeah, we've got Christ. So, like, you know, like, just trust in him, and it's all going to be good. And it's like, no. Like, it's still a struggle. It's, It's still a struggle to be whole. And even when you feel like you are, then... Uh, Cause there are times where I feel like I, I feel like I'm in much more whole place. It's, it's hard to stay in that place because then there's mm-hmm. just different struggles and such. Right. And so,
1: yes, you know, it's funny you say that because my spiritual director always challenges me to that the moment that I feel like I'm doing really well and myself, yeah. I'm starting to rely on myself and not God any longer. Yeah, And like so that's the tip that's typically when Satan um will come swooping in because and it'll be something small at first, right? It'll be like, oh you know you want that pizza or oh you know you want that extra that extra beer or oh you know you want to stay up later because you know it's just one more TV show or oh you know you want to like go look on a whatever you know website which please don't you know like but it's 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 like those little things, right? That's and kind of tries to, you know, to peek a, to poke a hole, right? Because you know, and yeah. working with and working with teens and 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 high schoolers, like the stuff that I hear, you know, that it it, it just it breaks your heart, you know, that they are facing day to day. Um, but uh, but yeah, so it's like, you know, we have to stop relying on ourselves.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There is, I was just talking to my girlfriend about this the other day, how it's just, how I realized I, I was, I was, uh, it, it was a pattern of behavior that I noticed where I would get to a certain place in, in my life and in, in a certain area, I guess, and that I would, you know, go to confession for. And just literally like, just when I felt like, I was like, yeah, you know, I think I'm doing good now. Like, yeah. Like immediately afterwards, like like fall, <laughs> oh, like totally right
1: on your face, like yeah, yeah like biggest and, wipeout ever.
0: And and it because it's a fine balance between recognizing, like you know, that it's a fine balance between like speaking good of ourselves and also recognizing that it's all grace. Like really, like there's no way I'm able to be the person I am today. Like there's no way without God's right. Be. Right. And, 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 and certainly he's, he's, yeah, he's blessed me with lots of opportunities and, and, um, and education and and so, so many things. I'm so grateful. I mean, that's, it's all grace. Like, you know, even, even the things that like I could possibly say, you know, yeah, that that kind of is me. No, it's, it's not like it's everything. Right. is, is grace. And, and I think when that like helping us to remain humble, helps us to, to actually go forward, you know, and can right. con- constantly, you know. Um,
1: right. And and that's what like it. It totally goes back to the importance of the body, right? Because if we can't, if we can't recognize like what we're doing and how we're feeling and what and what we're putting into our bodies or how we're treating our body, there's no way that we can rely on him, right? There's no way that we can follow him strongly you know because we're so focused on ourselves, right we're relying mm-hmm. on ourself we are comforting ourselves, we're doing everything for us we don't ask for help we don't seek help we don't you know not all those things and it's like if we only focused on our body like as truly a temple right you know and really honoring it right you know um you know there's a reason why like the precious body and the precious blood in the saborium and in the chalice, you know, are lined. the The saborian chalices are lined with gold, right? Precious yeah. metal, yeah. right? It's that same mentality of like, what, what, what are you eating? What are you consuming physically? Consuming literally, you know, eating or mentally? What are you consuming, right? Like, what are you putting into your temple? Is your temple lined with? you know, Big Macs and french fries, you know, and, you know, pornography, or, you know, all these other things that could be really harmful gambling, you know, um, all these other things that could just be awful, right? Like that, you know, don't lead us to christ right or are we are we putting good things into our body getting good sleep you know eating balanced meals you know of course balanced meals of course there's holidays and there's other things you know because life is all about balance Mm -hmm. but like finding a way to like really honor the one body that we were given right so that all of the time that you have from the time that you were born to the time that you know you go to enter into heaven with the lord like you can make the best use of that time, you know, and so mm-hmm. you're, so then you don't get to be eighty years old, ninety years old, and go, "Well, I wish I could have," or it's too late now, right? Because that's what most people like say. Their biggest regret is that they didn't do more then, right? They didn't t- they didn't do what they really wanted then. And it's like you can't go back. Right. You can only go forward. And so like, no matter where you are, it's, it's absolutely an opportunity like today to decide, like even if it's like one thing, but to decide like, what can I do today to honor like who I am, who God made me to be so that I can see and hear him just a little bit clearer right so that we can be more in union together you know
0: yeah yeah so so for for those like you know uh wanting to know how to to hear him more and, and hear a body more than myself included really this is a you know continual growth that that i'm i'm entering into um so i, I remember i mentioned a couple of things in the letter like exercise food sleep um you know relaxation fasting Of of ways that our body is crying out to us can you can you think of a couple other or any others that that come to mind for you where that you realize like your body is crying out to you just to like help our uh, those listening and for us to figure out more like what's what is our body saying you know what i mean
1: like different like different ways that I turn to or like when, when I feel like I'm being, when I'm hearing the cries or like.
0: Yeah, like, like specifically, like what are some, what are some specific cries like in your, your physical body that you experience where you're like, you know, I, like, I think my body's telling me I shouldn't be doing this thing, whatever the thing is, you know? Um, yeah.
1: um probably. The biggest, I mean, probably the biggest cry, like, I mean, it's, it, I mean, the biggest cries that I typically hear or feel are when I'm tired, right? Mm-hmm. When I'm most vulnerable. Um, so um, typically the cries, I, I'm called towards our comfort. So like, um, definitely not nutrition, Right. Um. I don't know if that's kind of where you're getting at. I'm having like a brain fart at the moment. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. So. So like some things I didn't mention, which I kind of wish I would have. Or, but like for instance, like anxiety is one of them, right? Where like our like something, what is going on in our body? Like our like our body is. So this this one Christian counselor I'm a huge fan of. His name is um, Adam Young. And okay. and he talks a lot about how our, our bodies, they, they're dysregulated, you know?
1: Oh, right.
0: And and so like, you know, what are some of those situations where they're dysregulated, you know, and where our there, there are bodies are crying out to us, like, you know, stop, you know, so a lot of times for anxiety, sometimes I'll experience it and I'll realize like, like, well, like what, what have I been going autopilot on that I need to slow down and like re- reattune with my with myself and with god and and refocus you know what i mean i that's usually usually that when i'm whenever i'm feeling anxious for instance i I realize wow my my body is being affected by my soul because because i'm I'm a body soul person right Right, right, because my soul is not focused on christ i don't have that you know what i mean So, Mm so i was wondering if you had any other other thoughts like that
1: Yeah, I mean, I know for me personally, like, I I find myself on autopilot a lot. And I think that's why I got to where I got this past week, you know, and complete just broke down, you know, I mean, the stress and anxiety of everything, you know, my body, my body had been saying for weeks, like, slow down, take a break, you know, pause, you know, all these things. And I was ignoring it, you know, I mean, and in, in some sense I had asked, I, I've asked for help or, you know, reached out to people or expressed certain things, you know. Um, but I, I, I just kept pushing and pushing and pushing through saying, Oh, I'm fine. It'll, it'll pass. This will pass. This will pass and ignoring it, you know, ignoring those little subtleties, you know, of I'm really tired. I'm not getting good sleep. You know, I, you know, I'm just feeling more irritable. I'm getting, you know, people, people might, I might, I might get more annoyed easily, you know, or I might not respond in the most loving way, you know, that I I can or the most or the most pastoral way, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's, and and it's those it's not to make an excuse right, but it it does definitely shed light on like those are signs right. Those are those are signs that like the body is crying out. Like mm-hmm. you know you you need to take a step back. You need to pause. You know it's definitely like you said like Adam Young used the word dysregulated. You know it's not something's not functioning properly. You know yeah, yeah. so
0: yeah yeah and, and yeah it takes some some courage and some discipline just to kind of wait in that place with God yeah
1: mm-hmm.
0: so uh I remember um uh, so oh yeah have you ever <laughs> you had that where because you, you mentioned like sleep like not not getting as much sleep as you would like and such and so what why do you think that usually is
1: probably because I Bring my work home with me like a lot, oh, yeah. or I worked like not like literally bring my work home with me, but at the same time, I do like I've tried to create boundaries within myself, but like at the same time, like I have the ability to check my email outside of work, you know, or you know, I have a communication system that parents can communicate at all hours of the day through, you know, and it's like. I don't have to respond and sometimes I don't, but like, it's like, I never give myself that break, you know? And then at the same time, like I push myself so hard that like, it's hard for me to stop and rest. Like, it's hard to actually decompress. It's hard to sleep peacefully because I'm working so much and I'm yeah. stressed so hard, stressed and stretched so hard and bar that like, I can't, I can't rest.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think you ever get that like from from the letter, you know, I'll sleep when I'm done kind of thing. Yeah. You know? Or well there's like you know, I, I can sleep when I'm dead too. Yeah. Just, just, yeah. I <laughs> yeah,
1: I said, said, said I've said that before that, and
0: I realize how foolish that statement is, you know.
1: Yeah, and I, I did that for um with vacation bible school this past summer. You know, normally I have um I have a and I had a ton of help. I had such a great team for vacation Bible school this summer, but like, you know, whether it's in my health coaching business or in, you know, working at the church, like I I always have this mentality of like, push, 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 push. I can sleep when, you know, and it's like, or I can, I can rest when, and it's like, there's never a good time. Like you have to take the time. You have to make the time to like actually rest because if not, like you're playing catch up, you know, and then it's too late. And then it's at the cost or the expense of somebody else or something, you know, like,
0: yeah. You know, you you ever find it interesting, like sometimes in the, in the new Testament, like Jesus is pretty harsh. Like, you know, like raising the bar majorly, like love your enemies as, you know, forgive those who hurt, you know, forgive the, it's it's in, you know, a a lot of different things like that. Right. He's like really raising the bar. Then other times, like, it's kind of amazing how we put a burden on ourselves, and Christ is not asking us to do that, you know? Right. God, God, like, God went out of his way to free the people of Israel from Egypt because he didn't want them to be slaves to their work anymore, and then what happens? Like, he he literally has to create a law. When you really think about it, like, this is kind of ridiculous that, like, you would think... (laughs) Because human beings like we we like to enjoy life, like like it's it's why like we do everything for happiness, right? It's right. Aristotle one on one. Like, mm-hmm. you know, wh- Why do we do anything at all? We do it because we want to be happy. Right. So, but for some weird reason, we decide I'm going to still order my entire life so I don't get any rest, you know? And and it's so I don't know. It's so weird that we do this that that we go out of our way to make our own lives miserable because we need to do more, you know? Um, It's so weird, you know?
1: And then it affects everything, right? It affects our relationships. It affects our family. It affects our ability to be present. It affects, you know, affects our finances. It affects our health. It affects all of the things, right? Like it's, it's crazy. You know, it's absolutely asinine that we, that we do it to ourselves.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, so, okay. So let's, let's go on to the other thing, which is working out. Right. So what do you think is preventing people from, from doing that?
1: Um, Well, me personally, I hate exercise. So yes, I said that I'm a health coach and I hate exercise. No, I actually love moving my body and I love motion. So one of the things I always tell my clients is like, you know, healthy motion is important, right? So if you're getting healthy motion by parking your car extra distance to walk into the store, like you're getting movement in and movement itself is good. So like, I think that the reason people don't like exercise is one, is it feels like it's a forced thing that they have to do, right? So anything, I mean, anything, anything that you feel and like you have to do it, you're naturally going to rebel against it right? Which yeah. in some sense is probably why the Ten Commandments are so hard to follow because it's like I don't, like I, like why? Like, hello I'm going to challenge and argue all of those things, right? Like thou shalt have only one God and then we go, you know what? I'll go to Mass next Sunday or like you know, football's more important. It's like, whoa I just broke that rule, you know? Like you know, whatever the situation might be um, but I I know for exercise, a lot of it does come down to desire, right? Like what is the motivator? What is the desire of the heart? And I think that if, and I think honestly, that goes for any habit, right? Any habit of health, you know, um, because where, what, whatever, whatever you are motivated to do, you're going to do whatever you want to spend money, you're going to spend money. Right. So it's, it's all about like, desire motivation your your interest so if you are passionate about running you're going to sign up for a marathon and you're going to prepare you know you're going to train for that marathon and you're probably going to have the best time ever if you're not a runner and you've never ran before in your life and you really don't want to run but your best friend's doing it and you're like all right i guess i'll try like you know, you're probably not going to be as motivated to do that thing because that's not something that excites you, yeah, right? Yeah, it doesn't, so, it
0: doesn't come from that intrinsic place of like, yeah, like I really want to do this. So,
1: right. Yeah, so I think like exercise, like forming, forming a like a healthy habit, like I think it starts super small, right? Or I know it does. I know it starts super small. So it could be, um, you know, one of the things I, I tell my clients, you know, I said, one of the suggestions that you know i'll give them is like you know between every commercial if you're watching tv if you're a couch potato between every commercial because there's always commercials stand up you know and like stand during the commercials or you know like during the commercials walk walk from one side of the room to the next you know because even if you're not motivated to exercise everybody can walk 10 steps right like and then if you can do ten steps, then you can do ten more steps, right? So it's it's really creating that habit of desire, right? Because if you find the win, if you see the the gain from doing something that's easy, like oh, well if I can do that, I could probably walk up the block and back, you know, like that's no big deal. Or oh wow, I actually enjoy walking. I'm gonna, I want to try jogging now, you know, um, or oh man, there's a there's a 5K or, you know, a marathon, Disney marathon, cool, I'm going to train for that, you know, whatever yeah. the case may be because now you've built a habit of movement versus saying, I don't like exercise, exercise isn't for me, right? So it's, it's really taking where you're at and not beating yourself up, right? So, you know, it's, you, you mentioned how, you know, everything that we have and we are is built on grace, right? So I always talk about giving giving yourself grace, you know, you know, when you're starting something new or you're building a new habit, because if it's a new habit, chances are you're not gonna be very good at it. Yeah. Right. And mm-hmm. and sticking to it and being consistent, it's gonna be really hard, especially if it's like if I'm a couch potato and I'm like a hundred pounds overweight and, like, I wake up tomorrow and go, I'm going to go to the gym every single day for 45 minutes, and I'm going to get on that elliptical, well, I might be motivated day one, but by day two, I'm probably going to be hurting and go, eh, I'll, I'll take today off, I'll go tomorrow, right? <laughs> then tomorrow mm. comes, and you're like...
0: I've already <laughs> missed a day.
1: I already missed a day, <laughs> like... And I'm really hurting today. I'll I'll go the next day, right? So now you've already missed three days, right, of no exercise. And then your brain goes, see, told you you couldn't do it. Versus if it was just like you're a complete couch potato and it's like, all right, my goal right now is to get up and between this 55-second commercial, right, because you got to love Hulu where it's like 55 seconds or a minute, 30, whatever. you got a minute. So from from here to there, you're gonna see how many times you can walk back and forth or you're just gonna stand, right? Just stand in one place because it's it's a matter of movement. Like you're getting up and you move. And if you think about it, if you're if you're a couch potato, which I was a couch potato, so this is not a a you know, sorry anybody out there listening, I I am still a couch potato. I love the couch, it's one of my favorite places. Um, or a bed potato potato too. Um, but but when you think about it, when you go to stand up off stand up off the couch, you're essentially doing a squat, right? So like there is movement to like getting up and down. So if you think about it in a 45-minute TV show, you probably have 10 10 commercials, right? Like at least. So like you probably could be doing like almost 10 squats, which if you're you're not, if you're sedentary, that's more movement than you've done probably all week, right? Like that's, so it's really a matter of taking that mentality of exercise away and it's creating a mentality of how can I move my body to honor who I am, right? Really creating good habits.
0: Yeah, and I would think like trying to, make it coincide with your like the desires that already exist there right yeah like something i'm 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 hoping to try to do uh, not for a couple of reasons but uh i I really i've been trying to running is i don't know i get i get sick of it after a while you know and i'm just like why am i doing this again (laughs) so but i I am thinking about doing uh something like so i used to be into jiu-jitsu and like boxing and such, and, like, Mm -hmm. I feel like that's, like, something, I don't know, it's, it's kind of fun, almost, it's, like, a game Mm -hmm. for me, and so, so that's something I'm, I'm thinking about doing, but, but that sounds exciting, you know what I mean, where I was running, like, every single day, I'm like, I don't know, you know, so, uh, and I also, I also used to do windsurfing, actually, I still do windsurfing, but. Oh, that's cool. Whenever there's actually wind, So I say used to, because I know there's not a lot of wind outside. (laughs) So, uh. (laughs) <laughs> but but whenever there's actually wind, then I'll go outside and, and go to the lake and do awesome. some windsurfing. But but yeah, it's but I do I try to make sure I do it because I know I like it and I know it's exercise and so yeah, I, I know I will not regret it if I actually get my right. butt out there and do that. Sometimes the difficulty is that it's like I would re- like my flesh would rather stay and play video games, you know, and mm-hmm. just but. But I know I I will I will be like wow I'm so glad I did this you know yep. if I could do that yeah um, yeah yeah so so yeah maybe f- like for our audience like trying to find something that like they, that you know what what's something that they they like doing you know so it might be a little bit difficult it might be like that might be difficult to like get out the door
1: right but
0: but what's what's that thing you know
1: it could be yard work it could be gardening you know it could yeah. be going for a hike it could be um taking your kids for a bike ride it could be walking to a park feeding the ducks like it could be you know it doesn't have to be anything extraordinary you know because it's just about taking care of yourself you know and doing something intentional i think that's a lot of it right is intentionality you know why the why behind it like why are we doing this in the first place you know Are you working out because you feel like you have to, or because you want to, right? Like the desire is there to actually want to, because most people don't like working out. If you ask, even, even like professional, like athletes, they'll tell you they don't like working out. They know they have to, but they don't actually enjoy working out, Hmm. right?
0: Yeah. 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 That's, that's interesting. Yeah. mm Yeah. Yeah, that's good to that's good to keep in mind because yeah, sometimes like you know, I I don't either, you know, and yeah. So so I want to want to revisit this one issue, which you know, I think I think this is the thing. Personally, I think this is the thing that like it gets in the way of most people to really grow and like change habits, especially working out or especially like you know, not. Not eating the wrong foods and such, and it's that 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 shame that comes into play, right? Where so, uh, so, like, <laughs> have you ever had the, those those statements and like, you know, is, like is the devil such a jerk? Like, <laughs> when he is like, you know, like what do you, what what? Uh, that's why I usually I like, just try to I try to make light of it a little bit personally, and, and I'm like, you know what, the devil sucks, like, like because because. I I know I know Christ isn't like holding over me like, you know, he messed up again. Like he he knows that we're going to sin, you know? He knows he knows that I'm going to sin like so many times in the future and he still forgives me, he still loves me. He still <laughs> died for me, you know? So but but like so how, so how do you how do you get through that though, you know, those 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 moments of
1: uh yeah I think the, the simple, simple answer is, especially if, if the listener is a Catholic, I think the simple answer is the sacraments, you know, like to get through, like you have to receive the sacraments as much as, as many times as you can, right? Like going as, going in frequently, you know, going to confession, you know, receiving communion, you know, receiving his body, blood, soul, and divinity as many times as you possibly can, right? Like, you know, because the closer we are to him, the farther we are away from, from the, from Satan, right. From sin, you know, from the, from the, the, from those feelings of shame, because then we can distinguish truth from not truth, right. A little bit easier. So like, Mm. even, even though like on Monday, I was in a horrible place. um, I could, as much as like, I was believing the untruth, right. Like I was truly believing those shameful thoughts like those things about me you know that aren't true i was yeah. fully believing them because that's where i was on monday night right and it, yeah it, and it's uh it was a very scary situation that i actually fully believed those things but at the same time what kept me okay was that i could see like that's not true. Like, because I know truth. Right. Uh, like yeah. I, I was, it was, it was almost like I, I can, I was yelling at the liar. Right. Like I, I believe this, but no, like I believe this, but no, like, you know, yeah. and constantly like battling it, um, which is pretty powerful because I actually, I, I even texted my spiritual director and I told him, I said, I'm so thankful for everything that, you know, you've guided me through in the last couple of years, because like, had I not had spiritual direction, like I don't, I I would like to think that everything leads us to the next thing. Right. You know, they always say the life gets harder, the better you get, right. You level up, you know, things get tougher, you know, as you progress to the next level in life, you know, and, and it's like through spiritual direction, I've really been able to like really hear who, who God is in my life. What does that voice sound like? And the truth behind it. Right. So like mm. I yeah, could, cause when,
0: cause when you're hearing it from another person and, and it's resounding within your own heart, you're like, Oh, that's, that's it. Right. Yes.
1: Yeah. Correct. Yeah. So then in the same token, when you're hearing evil, right. Or you're hearing defeating things or you're hearing like thoughts, you know, comments from other people that are, are, you start to absorb and you believe those as well, you know, that the, you start to feel them, like, instead of brushing them off and going, that's not the truth. That's not who I am. That's not, that's, you yeah. know, it's, it, it becomes a much different um, scenario, you know, and yeah. I I'm, I'm very grateful that I was able to distinguish, you know, like, truth from untruth and but at the same time the reality of how scary that is right to know that there are so many people that can't you know they can't distinguish they can't they can't push away those those shameful you know thoughts because they are in such a place of pain right or insecurity where it's like all they hear is that loud resounding voice versus the other loud resounding voice of just come follow me just trust me right like like and then it if you don't have a relationship with god the father in that sense like you're not going to be able to recognize that right so it's like this this whole full circle thing so like you have to be able to recognize it but the only way you can recognize it is if you know what it is that you're looking for right so
0: you know i'm thinking of the scripture verse which I've, i've never connected it with with shame mm. and such but uh, uh where jesus says you know um my sheep know me like they like they know my voice and i never yeah. i never connected it with shame because a, a lot of times like those that's another voice that we're hearing and so in order for us to like just banish those lies like we need to to really know his voice you know we need to know which voice is his and which is no that's that's that is not my shepherd right there you know <laughs> like we're we a sheep like that is not him uh, i'm running away from that guy
1: <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> you know? exactly yeah
0: yeah yeah so so oh yeah and, and and this kind of brings brings up another point so so you think that that spirits director was really really helpful for you then probably
1: Yeah, I I really, you know, spiritual direction, you know, is a lot of people don't really know what spiritual direction is, you know, and is it for them or, you know, there's spiritual directors in all faiths, you know, so a spiritual director is anybody that, you know, can guide, it typically goes through some type of training, right? So they're not, they're not a therapist, they're not a counselor, but they're someone that is knowledgeable in the faith, knowledgeable in theology or knowledgeable in, you know, growing and, 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 and diving deeper into spirituality, right? So like they can help you figure out your path, your journey, you know, but it's, it's not that they're telling you where to go or what to choose, but it, they're they're giving you, you know, um, they might give you resources or things to think about to help you be able to understand who God is a little bit better, right? So for me, my spiritual director, you know, the whole reason I sought out spiritual direction was because about two and a half years ago, I was at a place in my faith where I was like, all right, Lord, I feel like I've done everything that I can on my own to get where I am. And I, I know that I'm not called home yet, right? Like it was like this, Mm. like, so I obviously have more work to do, but I'm at a loss as to what that is. And so I, I was, I was satisfied with my relationship, but at the same time, I kept feeling called to more. Called to a deeper relationship, but Mm. I didn't know how to get there or what that looked like. So it took someone to help me kind of tap into what it is, you know, to 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 define that relationship that I was seeking, you know, Mm. um, to challenge it. Yeah.
0: So it sounds like that having that, you know, that that person, the person to be a voice in that that accountability partner like was really cause that's also, I assume what he is kind of too, right. To, yeah. And, and did I I thought you, I remember you mentioned like you have a couple other accountability partners in your life. Is that right?
1: Yeah. So I have, I have a health coach and then I have like my business coach and then I have my spiritual director. Um, mm-hmm. I have therapists, therapist of course. And then I my doctors and and so forth. So yeah. um, I have a lot of people, you know, that, um, you know, they all have a specific role um, and they hold Mm. me accountable, you know, to How
0: how do you think you'd be if you didn't have any of those people?
1: Well, I know that I'd be trying to rely on myself and I know that um, I tried to do a lot of that recently and it didn't really get me very far. So, um, so I know that, um, you know, my, my health coach and I, we don't talk like we did when I first, you know, was starting out on my health journey because now like i've been doing this for six years right so like at this point in time it really is now my responsibility to seek her if i'm struggling or if i need accountability right like she'll check in on me but i don't need her to follow me around and make sure you know that i'm doing what i'm supposed to be doing because at this point like i know what i need to be doing if i want to do the best thing for me, you know? And, um, but you know, the, the, but having that person, even if it's one person, but having somebody that can keep you accountable, you know, and, the and the other thing is a lot of people will say, Oh, I've got people that'll keep me accountable. But when you ask them, if when you ask them about like their partner that is keeping them accountable, then you get, you get into some interesting questions because it's like, Oh no! I my 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 accountability partner doesn't challenge me. You know my my they only it's like well no okay, you know like what's coach, the point
0: of the accountability partner? They don't right like
1: your, your coach, hey. therapist, your doctors, your your help, you know whatever spiritual director. Like yeah, you, they, they're 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 your biggest cheerleaders. You know they want what's best for you, but at the same time, their job is to off, also offer different insights, right? Different perspectives. Um, and it, it requires you as the receiver or consumer to be open to receiving those things, right? Because, you know, if if you say, oh, no, my spouse is my accountability partner, but every time they try to support you in your health and you're like, don't call me fat or like I can eat that thing if I want to or I can have that extra drink or right. And it's like, well, then they're not either you're not. They're not the best accountability partner for you, or you're not appropriate, you know, it's not healthy for you as well, because it's like sometimes that accountability partner is gonna say things that necessarily we don't wanna hear right? You know, because yeah. I would never tell my clients, like, you know, oh, you're fat, right? Like I would never, you know, would ever say stuff like that. Um, and in fact, a lot of times, I, my clients will say, you know, why do you always have to be so positive, you know, and I said, well, a lot of times, I'm trying to find the silver lining, right, you know, trying to find the win, you know, because even in like, some of the toughest days, you know, like, me or my clients, like, we are already criticizing ourselves. So sometimes like the accountability partner is to go, Hey, but what did you do really good in that moment? Right. Mm -hmm. And then if there is a struggle, have you ever thought of it this way, you know, you know, getting a different perspective. So it's not like you're wrong. I'm right. You know, type of, of a scenario, but it's, it's more of that partnership, you know, working together. So
0: Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i see that um okay let's let's uh shift gears a little bit because we were talking about uh health and exercise and and such is well i mean we're we're going to continue to talk about health but like so this is about like sleep and such right and and getting like the the mental rest that we need right yeah so so, uh, do, do you have a morning routine at all? And, um, uh, I don't know. Do you, do you think having a routine is kind of important or?
1: Oh, I think, well, I think routine and I, I would say, even if it's an unhealthy routine, most people have routines because oh,
0: we're, human,
1: we're human beings, right? I never so thought about even, that, but yeah. But yeah. So one thing I always tell people, like, you know, even if it's not the healthiest if you typically do the same things every day, that's your routine, you know? So, um, so it's a matter of maybe shifting it or changing thing, fine tuning it. Right. We talked about fine tuning it, but you know um, for me, yeah. yes, I, I find a routine very, very important. I do. I mean, my, my morning routine is the same every day. Um, so I, I literally get up. I, make my bed my bed is the first thing that i do every morning some people say why make your bed i'm like well if nothing else goes great today i know that when i go to get into bed my bed is going to be you know tidy and like ready for me to climb into you know yeah. have, you, have you heard um, that
0: that talk about the i think it was a talk uh it was a
1: military uh i forget what his name was but um
0: yeah i do my bed too and it's like takes like less than five seconds like so yeah. i mean it's yeah uh,
1: It's always, to me, it's always been like, to me, that's like my first win of the day. It's Mm -hmm. so small. And so many people will say it's not that big of a deal. And I can climb into bed without making my bed. You're right. You totally can. But there is something about at the end of the day, when I walk into my bedroom, like, and my bed is made and it's tidy and my room is clean. There's something about walking into that space that feels Safe. It feels, oh, I can breathe, you know, because like no matter how disorganized or dysregulated, right, even dysregulated, my body, my mind might be. At least when I go to climb into bed, my bed is put together, right. So like then I can close the day by with organization. Like so, I start my day and end my day basically the same. Um, but then I typically make my coffee, right? Have my morning coffee. Um, and, uh, just starting really back recently today, actually is getting back into my morning devotion. Um, that was a recommendation that was given to me yesterday. Um, I used to, I used to spend a lot of time doing morning prayer. Um, you know, um, the, the holy out that the hours, you know, the office, um, read of divine office. And, um, I kind of fell out of practice with it and, uh. I miss it, you know. So I mm. I know that it takes time getting back into praying the hours. Um but um today anyways, I read the readings for today, you know, and then did a reflection on that. Um but just taking that 10 minutes, you know. I think it was maybe 10 or 12 minutes just to sit and contemplate and like it just it brought me a sense of peace. Right. So it brought a pause. So like, even though I got my day started, it allowed my day to slow down for about 10 minutes, right. It allowed me to just kind of, okay, take a deep breath, like before the rest of the day, you know, and, and typically if you're doing devotion or prayer, good's going to come out of that, right? So either something is going to be relative to, the, to what you're going through, or you might hear something that you needed to hear or something, and then it gives you a little bit of hope to hold on to. Um, but then typically, I, I, work, I do work my business a little bit as a health coach um, in the morning, um, and then I get ready for work and I go to work. Um, but typically, on my drive into work, Um, I'm always using that time for self-care because I work full-time and then I also coach in the nooks and and crannies. So self-care time and me time is really important, and I'll fit that into the nooks and crannies when I can too. So when I'm driving home or driving to work or from home from work, so routine – um, I'm either listening to a Rayfield letter from one plug for Rayfield letters. Oh, um, thanks. <laughs> and you're welcome. Um, they're pretty good. You know, I I know the guy. Um, but uh, <laughs> um, and uh, I, I do that, or I'll listen to a personal development podcast. You know, um, something that I've fallen out of practice with, but it, it's it's calling my name, so I know that that's a sign. Um, is I used to um, listen to and pray the rosary via uh, podcast as well. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I would do it on the way to work because my drive is about 20 minutes, 25 minutes. And so I can get a whole rosary. And let me tell you, it's really hard to be mad at drivers when you're praying the rosary because let me tell you, it's it's pretty hard to be angry and be a um aggressive driver when you're praying so are you,
0: are you an aggressive driver i, no, I i'm
1: I, not no. <laughs> oh. but i, mean, I people... can't
0: be and so i've found that as well actually i've i've, I've prayed uh-huh. rosy and it's like night and day it's like wow yeah i have zero reason why i should be angry at this person especially yeah now well, i
1: mean i think i mean okay we all we all can get angry at drivers i'm not an aggressive driver normally i'm normally the driver like people probably go is she like 95 years old because you know i'm like driving like i'm i'm probably praying the rosary and like riding really slow in the middle lane you know probably ticking everybody else off you know but here i am hail mary full of grace the lord is with me you know and like these people are probably like what is wrong with her you know um but i do and then sometimes routine in the evening is reversed So, you know, I spend all day serving and giving to people and talking and sharing and and all the things that a lot of times on my drive home, I will listen to music occasionally or most most nights I'll listen to music, but sometimes I'll use the drive in silence, really Mm -hmm. for just more contemplation or for just what are the inner workings of my heart? Like, what what is going on? Like what do I need to process? What do I need to talk about? Um, I've also tried to use that time in my routine to catch up with people that I've not talked to in a while. So, yeah, so okay. I think routine is, routine is really, really important um, because once you have, you know, they if you have rocks, right, you have rocks in your day, right? Like you know what, what you're doing per, uh, for every hour of the day, then, you know, you can then find smaller pebbles or smaller rocks to fit in between. Right. And so forth. And so if we create structure and routine, then we have more time for other things versus Mm -hmm. just flying by the seat of our pants, you know, and not, and just living on a whim. You know, I think there's a time for just living on the whim, but like Mm -hmm. for the most part, I think we should be more structured, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, And I think certainly like, you know, so I, it's interesting. I'm while I I can be a very structured person, I also am kind of free free spirited as well, and I and I really enjoy just being spontaneous and trying new things and and going to something different. But you know, even in this, like while if you don't have, I don't think you need to have like you know the exact same thing every single day, but having something where you're like, you know, this is this is my space, you know, this is, this is my, I think like have, making sure you have that is, right. is so important. Cause, cause if you don't, then it's going to really easy, it's gonna, going to be really easy to lose your center, to lose yeah. being centered on Christ.
1: Yeah. And, yeah. and even if it's, even if it's like, you know, if you're listening and you're like, well, I've got five kids and I never have time for myself and I can't create a routine, you know, it might mean that like, you give up your, your late night TV show for 30 minutes early to get to bed 30 minutes early. So you can get up 30 minutes early before the kids get up. Right. So then you have yeah. that quiet time in the pitch dark, you know, like maybe you just sit and you start drinking your cup of coffee before the alarm goes off to wake up the kids. Right. So like, for me, that's, that's honestly when I create my time mm. it, like, my time is like five 36, six 30 like Mm -hmm. until about 7 30 that is my time so i typically Mm -hmm. am up and like i may not be a hundred percent awake right but like that's my time to do with whatever i want with it right Mm -hmm. like if i want to watch a tv show that's my time if i want to read a bite read the bible or read a book or if i want to pray like i've given myself that permission to have me time for like that time specifically so, like, it doesn't have to be a lot. It could be five minutes, you know, but just getting, giving yourself that routine, right? Like, that one moment to just, you know, breathe.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, yeah. And that's, and it's, it's in those moments where we're really able to, to hear our body and, and then hear, hear God's voice and such, right? Um. And I remember this is something we mentioned the other day where, where it was, yeah, it was one, one thing that really, yeah, it, it was something that really stuck, stuck with me, what you said of like how listening to your body allows you to, to hear God's voice as well, right? How do, you, how do you feel like that has been the case for you in your life? Like how, 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 is, how has listening to your body helped you to hear God's voice? I think we might have talked about this a little bit, but, but yeah, Yeah,
1: I think for me, it truly is like by like listening to my body and knowing, really knowing what it needs, right? Like recognizing, am I tired? Am I angry? Am I hungry? Am I, am I happy? Am I sad? Like what are, what are, what are the cries, right? Like what are the things that I need and, and getting in tune with that and satisfying the need, I think allows me to then get at a co- get at the core, right? So like if I mm-hmm. can satisfy the actual need, then I can be more present to what it is that the Lord is trying to convey, right? Because mm-hmm. you know, yeah. it's, it's if I'm not, you know, if I'm um if I'm craving, you know, if I'm hungry, but like really my body needs Let's just say my body needs like just good food, right? You know, um it was a couple actually it was um it was last week, like I think it was a Wednesday night, I was so tired. I had to work a really long day. And I was on the way home and I was like, Oh, I just want to stop and get something. And I was like, No, you have food at the house, like you don't need to stop and get something. Like Go home and make something. But mind you, when I got home, it was already like almost 10 o'clock. It was like 9:30, 10 o'clock at night. And I was like, I'm starving, I'm angry, I'm tired, I'm stressed, I'm blah blah blah. You know, it was just like the last thing I wanted to do was like cook, but then like at the same time, I knew deep down what I really needed was a good meal. You know, like I needed like real food and like I used my air fryer and, like, cooked a really awesome piece of fish and, like, made some vegetables. And, like, it was crazy how satisfying that meal was. And, like, when I sat down to eat that meal, I know it sounds crazy, but I almost could feel, like, peace and reassurance of, like, real comfort, right? Like, I was satisfied. And to me, it's like, okay, Lord, like, yes, like, that that is what I needed. You know, that is... I was able to kind of recognize that in that moment, you know, but like, I think when we can do that more often, it allows us to orient ourselves to the good, right? Mm -hmm. So like, the more, the more that we do, right, to follow what he has ordered, right, like for Mm -hmm. us. Like, he gives us free will, but he desires us to be with him forever, right? He desires us to be good, to make good choices, you know? So if we if we constantly are trying to work towards that goal or that aim, then we're in the direction of him, right? But if we're fighting against it or we're going, ah, no, I don't really want that, ah, I want this instead— We're leaning the other direction, right? So we're falling away. It's harder. The farther away you get from orienting yourself from Christ, the softer his voice gets, Mm, right? Yeah. It's like the more that we can be more in tune and aware of what we're doing within ourselves physically, I feel like it just totally opens us up to what He's actually trying to show us
0: yeah i just thought of a real like so i just you know going back to the the analogy that's kind of that's at the end of the the musical instrument i just realized you know if my guitar is at a tune and i'm trying to like play along with a an orchestra like like that's that's going to be awful like there's no way i'm going to be able to do that i'm just going to make it be awful mm. and, I'm, and i'm just not going to be be picking up the flow of what's going on there but if i'm able to in tune that then it's so much easier for me to like oh this is what's going on okay and and then my guitar doesn't become an obnoxious thing that's making it difficult for me to hear the the orchestrator or the musician but, but but yeah someone uh something that i'm able to yeah like kind of enter into the the rhythm of 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 divine Mm -hmm. providence as it were right of god working in the world and in in us and in others
1: right and it feels for too right like if it's it it feels like a little bit out of sync at first or at least it does for me like so like if i pick up my violin and i haven't played it in a while like i have pretty good i have pretty good pitch like i'm very it's a blessing and a curse to have good pitch but like because if something is out of tune i'm like you know, I'm really like, uh, like it's like, ouch, you know, Mm
0: -hmm. but
1: you know, at the same time, it's a blessing. But, um, if I pick up my violin after not playing it for a long time, when I, when I go to play it, it might say that my violin, the tuner might say my violin is perfectly in tune, but it sounds out of tune to me because I can't necessarily recognize the voice, right? I can't recognize, so, like, the pitch, the tone is a little bit off, which honestly is so much like God the Father, right, trying to, like, direct this symphony, right, this masterpiece. Like, if I'm sort of somewhat in tune but also dysregulated, it's hard to recognize, like, who is the actual musician playing this or conducting this music, right? Like what is he, is he, can he recognize me? Can I recognize him? Like, I don't know if that makes any sense, but it's like like totally out of synchronization, you know? And so to be, to be more in connection, you have to be in relationship with it continuously. Right. And so I'm sitting, I'm literally sitting here going, I should probably go pick up my violin and like play it because Poor, poor Clarice that's my violin's name is Clarice. Oh, nice. Clarice is uh, probably listening in the other room I'm just kidding. that sounds so weird but like <laughs> you know um, but no she uh, definitely uh, misses me playing um, for mm-hmm. sure and I miss playing her but um, but definitely knowing that to pick up that violin and to play it I can't just pick up and go right? Like, it will, right. it will take me time to, like, build a relationship back with it, right? It takes time to get the fingers back in motion and get the tuning and get everything, get that ear fine-tuned, right? to like, mm-hmm. knowing what those pitches sound like, which is like the relationship with God the Father, right? Like, mm-hmm. we're fine-tuning all of the little aspects of ourselves so that we can really see and orient ourselves to him we can Mm -hmm. follow him and hear his voice you know it's it's very much like that
0: yeah 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 Mm -hmm. well cool i I mean hopefully we can we can uh yeah i mean hopefully i can do that and and we can do that um in our lives Uh, i certainly Pray that I can. Uh, I think I think we're, we we need, do need to wrap up here soon. Yes. Um, but I, I do want to. So if you have one piece of wisdom that you could impart to those listening uh, from 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 everything that you said, you know, one or even two two things like, okay, this is really what you got. What you got to do to to really co- come to a greater sense of wholeness and and t- tuning with your body, as it were, right?
1: Yeah, I think that I think I'll go with two things. We'll start with body. Right. So body, I think that, you know, you know, if you're listening, I think it's recognizing, you know, not necessarily what you want, but what you need, right? Your body, Mm -hmm. like what does the body need, Um, you know, and, and, and that really helps for in the moment, you know, like when the impulses kick in or the temptations or cravings kick in, like, what is it that my body actually needs now? like in this moment um, versus what do I want, right? Because that's a very different uh, place. Um, my second piece of wisdom would would be more towards the mind, right? Like the spirit, you know, connecting to, you know, faith. And like if no matter where you are, you know, in your relationship with God, you know, um, if you don't know God and and maybe you're just curious and you, happened upon this podcast, you know, like, it might be a, I want to know more, right? Or who is God, right? Like asking questions. But if you have a relationship with God, and maybe you're desiring a deeper relationship, it's what can I do daily to recognize that he's there or to, um, to make him known, you know, so I tell my teens all the time, like, even if you have no time to pray, right, every day, just looking up towards heaven and and recognizing and paying respect, right, out of reverence of like, God, I know you're there, right? Like Mm. that to me is like orienting ourselves towards that whole, you know, that spirit, you know, that mind, that just, that whole connection. Um, And I think if both of those are fine-tuned, then they work; they come kind of naturally together. So that mm. would be my that would be my my advice is like you can't do it all at one time. So you know, picking kind of one place to start, but like by working on one, the other will slowly fall together, um, and allowing that whole you know music of the body, you know that orchestra to really sound beautiful.
0: Excellent. Excellent. Yeah, I'll definitely keep that in mind. It's it's something I've I've been thinking about lately, and I'll, I'll continue to think about how like what my body is saying. So thank you so much for that, Elizabeth. Uh, do, do you uh have so if people were interested and want to know more about you, and I don't know maybe even I don't, maybe you're maxed out on your clients. I don't know, but if Never. you, if you <laughs> would like more more uh, uh yeah, to, if you would love in coaching more people, uh, yeah. do you. Yeah, where would people find you?
1: Um, you can find me on Instagram um under Team Stevens. Um so it's S T E P H A N Z. Um so it's a funky spelling. Um but I'm also on Facebook. You can find me under Elizabeth Stevens or Team Stevens again. Um but I am I am all over Facebook and Instagram for sure. Um even have a TikTok. So I can't remember what my TikTok name is, but hey, if you find it Hey. Um, <laughs> yeah, but, I have a TikTok.
0: Uh, I, haven't, I haven't. updated on forever. I'm kind uh,
1: of. <laughs> yeah, but no. Um, and then you know, if if you're if you're friends with Gabriel, and you know you want more information, um, you can always reach out to Gabriel as well, and he can personally connect you. If you can't find me, then for mm-hmm. sure we can find a way to connect. But
0: sure, yeah, sure. Yeah, I'll be sure to, to tag you in this uh, in on Facebook and Instagram. Oh yeah,
1: awesome. But, yeah, that'd be great.
0: Okay, uh, let's end in a closing prayer. Um, yeah, in the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. Lord Jesus, we, we thank you for the gift of our bodies. We thank you for your for, for giving us the, the, the gift to be able to glorify you with our bodies. Please, please help us to, to attune it, help us to hear your voice, help us to, to hear your voice throughout our lives. Um, and, um, yeah, um, uh, please bless us in, in our, our missions of what we're called to, um, we ask for our guardian angels intercession as well to help us in this, in this battle, um, battle against the evil one and this battle for, for glory, for, to, to be, to enter into your glory, to, be, to, to be filled with it, um. So uh, we pray, O oh God, who are in your unfathomable providence are pleased to send your holy angels to guard us. Hear our supplication as we cry to you, that we might always be defended by their protection and rejoice eternally in their company. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Angel of God, my guardian dear, to whom God's love commits me here, Every day be at my side, to light, to guard, to rule,
1: to guide. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Amen. Amen.